Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved family. Good to be with you. It's always, always, always good to be with you. Uh, Good morning all over the world and our new family in Grand Rapids, Michigan, Holy Family Radio. We send our love and our greetings to everybody. Um, I have not read, I brought it up to read here. Um, Yesterday on LifeSite News, um, Bishop Pabraki has issued pastoral guidelines for the entire gender confusion situation. And um, he is one outstanding bishop, and he compromises on nothing. And we need to get on our knees and thank God for such bishops. And I want to read this because the article in LifeSite, I'm going to read it with you, actually, um, uh, because... uh, there are a number of priests and bishops who are who have given in. Um, I remember one call we had from a teacher in a school. They were preparing in a Catholic school, preparing the children for uh, Holy Communion, First Holy Communion, seven, eight years old. And uh, one boy came to school and said he's a girl and he wanted to wear a dress to Holy Communion and be with the girls and... Um, the teacher, uh, no one in the school was going to counter that, and he went to his bishop, and the bishop wouldn't counter it either. It, it's it's very grievous. So, um, dear parents, don't stop parenting. Priests, bishops, we beg you to not be afraid, um, to not simply want to keep the peace. Um, our Lord's commission to us is to bring the gospel to every creature, not to keep the peace. And sometimes, oftentimes, uh, the truth hurts and can separate people. But but as teachers of the faith, we, we cannot, because then we destroy souls. Um, so the article is titled in uh, LifeSite News, just yesterday, <clears throat> on the Feast of Our Lady of the Lord, uh, U.S. Bishop declares personal uh, declares quote a person cannot change his or her gender in the and uh, end quote and he's given uh, new pastoral guidelines and he's printed them here um and so uh bishop pabraki um uh i don't know if the entire document is quoted but i'm going to read what was written on LifeSite news While the diocese, and that's the Diocese of Springfield, Illinois, while the diocese encourages professional counseling for those who suffer from gender dysphoria, Bishop Pabraki has made clear that certain policies regarding the Diocese of Springfield are non-negotiable. And I I think they've extracted this from his his written guidelines. Number one... All persons will be addressed and referred to with pronouns in accord with their biological sex. And um, 
I would beg every one of you, if a, a girl comes to me and tells me she's a boy, I'm not going to, or a man, I'm not going to call him a man. I'm not going to say he. I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm not going to go in with his destroying or her destroying herself. I'm not going to do that. Um, not to cause an argument, but we can't change what God has done. There's two sexes, which means to gender. The word gender is relatively new, um, but there's two sexes, male and female. God made them. God made man, M-A-N, and he made man, male and female. Uh, Genesis, you can read that. He made man, mankind, male and female. I don't even like saying humankind. I, I grieve at traditional publishers who have given into that and say humankind. It's mankind. There's nothing wrong with that. And he's made man, male, and female. There's nothing else. No matter what someone just wants to be, no matter how someone destroys their body, and so many transgender people uh, regret what they've done, and they've mutilated themselves now, or let themselves be mutilated, and they, there's nothing they can do about it. And and now they are they regret it. They can't go backwards, but they can. But they but they um, you won't be able to have a, a family and such. It's it's utterly tragic. And in some, I don't know if it's some states or some countries. I think one particular country. Uh, they have passed a law that transgender people who want help and counseling to reverse what they've done, it's against the law to counsel them because there's nothing wrong with it, it, it in, the, in the eyes of the government. And so it's, it's very serious. So first, uh, Bishop Rocky's point is all persons in the Diocese of Springfield will be addressed and referred to with pronouns in accord with their biological sex. Secondly... All correspondence, documents, and records will reflect the subject person's biological sex. And thirdly, <clears throat> excuse me, all persons will use bathrooms and locker rooms that correspond with their biological sex while on diocesan or parish property. Bless you, Bishop Pabraki. This is such an awful, awful situation. And it goes on to say these directives apply not only to diocesan schools, but to all church employees and volunteers. The clear statement of policy is timely as Catholic schools and other diocesan entities increasingly face situations that challenge previously unquestioned, widely accepted norms. Quote from Bishop Pabraki here. In an aggressively activist political climate, often fueled by social media, our pastors, principals, and administrators of parishes, schools, and affiliated groups and institutions deserve the clarity and protection of a consistent diocesan policy on the matter of gender identity. That's straight from Bishop Robraki. And he goes on to say this. <clears throat> quote, such policy protects our leaders from being forced to sort through these complex and sensitive matters reactively under the pressure of inevitably sensitive situations. Such policy also protects our leaders at the local level 
from being pressured and intimidated on the basis of what is believed to be their own personal interpretation and opinion. Bishop Abraki is taking a preemptive, the article says, a preemptive stance to ensure that Catholic schools do not follow the path of celebrating and accepting transgenderism that public schools in his state have chosen. Bishop Abraki explained that the document was developed due, his document, due to increased pressure on Catholic schools and other institutions through the courts and legislators requiring schools to allow boys who believe they are girls to use girls' restroom and locker room facilities and play on girls' sports teams and vice versa. Many public schools have begun to implement such policies. While acknowledging that gender dysphoria is a real psychological condition, in which a biological male or female believes he or she is the opposite gender, Bishop Abraki said, it is of paramount importance to handle such situations with a gentle and compassionate pastoral skill and concern. Gender dysphoria is a condition that affects the entire family, noted Bishop Abraki, and he continued, in a culture that promotes a false and overly sentimentalized conception of love. Many families of an adult or child with gender, of an adult or a child with gender dysphoria, will feel a sense of obligation to support their loved one in whatever is going to make them happy. Family members likely wrestle with a sense of confusion, guilt, and uncertainty over how best to support their loved one. And they face pressure, either directly or indirectly, from the prevailing culture and celebrate and reinforce their loved one's gender dysphoria dysphoria, and feel compelled to solve the problem by surgically and hormonally changing the biological sex of the affected person. Such treatments, especially for children, are invasive and disruptive physically, chemically, psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually. Fueling, Bishop Abraki says, fueling the confusion that families face in these circumstances is not merciful, declared Bishop Abraki. Fueling the confusion that families face in these circumstances is not not merciful, It is imperative to be clear on the reality of human biology as a gift from God that we cannot change. We we had nothing to do with it, with being born as a male or female beloved, and we cannot change. And all we can do is mutilate and destroy ourselves and God's beautiful plan for us. But we cannot change it. No matter what we do to ourselves, a man is a man, a woman is a woman. Um, no matter what you say or call yourself, that that's what it is. So um, um, we're going to finish this article when we come back from the break, beloved. And in just about 15 minutes, you'll be able to begin calling in, texting, and emailing. You can do that now if you wish to hold on the line. The toll-free number is one 511 or email at mother at com. We'll be right back. 
In the 1900s, a humble Polish nun received messages from our Lord to share with the world. Learn more about St. Faustina and Divine Mercy on one of our most beloved shows. Stream episodes of Divine Mercy in My Soul right on your iCatholic Radio app or download the podcasts at iCatholicRadio.com. The future of the family is grim. As Our Lady of Fatima said, the final battle will be for the family. It truly seems as though we're in the heat of this final battle and we need your help. Our mission at LifeSite News is to educate and activate readers with the information they need to defend life and the family and restore Christian culture. We are currently the most popular pro-life website on the internet with over 40 million unique users every year. And we've been experiencing an even bigger reach than ever this year. But we need your help to reach more of the 7.7 billion people on earth if we are to truly succeed in changing the culture. Please consider donating to help our mission of promoting the culture of life and fearless defenders of the faith like Mother Miriam. Visit give.lifesite.news.com to give today. Thank you for your support. This is Father Jacek Mazur. Please join me in a prayer to St. John Bosco. O glorious St. John Bosco, obtain for us from our Lord a holy love for young people in order that we may generously spend ourselves in supporting them against the snares of the devil, in keeping them safe from the dangers of the world, and in guiding them pure and holy on the path that leads to God. Amen. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live, and we're right in the middle of a an article that appeared on LifeSite News yesterday I um, on their online LifeSite News um, uh, edition. And um, it, they summarized a, a paper guidelines that Bishop Pabraki of Springfield, Illinois, wrote on the whole gender dysphoria situation. We're right in the middle of that. Let me continue. And immediately after the next break, we'll begin to take your calls and emails and texts. And this continues. This is Bishop Babraki's words. The Catholic Church teaches that the removal or destruction of healthy sexual and reproductive organs is a type of mutilation and intrinsically evil. Beloved, if you're a parent and you want your child to feel loved and your a boy says he's a girl, or your girl says she's a boy. You want her to feel love. You want to respect her and say, well, she'll grow out of it in time or whatever it is. You are leading your children into mortal sin. It is intrinsically evil. It's extremely sinful. It's it's something that you must go to confession about. Um, 
And Bishop Abraki says, procedures, surgeries, and therapies designed to assist a person in transitioning his or her gender are morally prohibited. Every man and woman should acknowledge and accept his sexual identity. You know, and if you say, well, I want to respect my boy, um, you, you need to teach your boy that he's not respecting God who created him. Um, uh, Bishop Abraki continues, it must be clear, oh, I wish, oh, dear bishops, I wish every single bishop did this. It must be clear that our schools and church institutions, including sacramental records and school records, will refer to such persons with the gender pronouns, along with bathroom and locker room use and sports activities that acknowledge their God-given biology. Bishop Pabraki continues, some families may not be willing to agree with this approach, and we need to respect their freedom, he continued, but they must likewise respect the church's duty to adhere to revealed truth if they are to participate actively and fully in our faith community, especially our Catholic schools. So there, there might be children in Catholic school and they're not Catholic. Their family's not Catholic. They may disagree. Well, they're free to disagree, but they're not free to continue um, in the Catholic school and do anything opposed to the moral laws of the church. A student, quote, a student of any Catholic school who insists or whose parents insist on open hostility toward or in defiance of church teaching or who otherwise intentionally violate this policy may be expelled. That's from, end quote, from Bishop Habraki. And then the article goes on to explain enraged pro-LGBT Catholic groups launch petition, want bishops to chastise Bishop Habraki. Oh, my goodness. You can't touch that holy bishop. Uh, he's human, and we need to pray for him. But he is he is immovable. He He trusts God. He knows God. He teaches the faith. He's solid. And... Um, no kind of pressure, certainly not from pro-LGBT groups, um, are are going to change anything. Uh, because Bishop Abraki doesn't have the power to change moral law of the Catholic Church. It's what our Lord has given. And the article goes on to say, liberal Catholic media and pro-LGBT groups within the Church are furious with Bishop Abraki's guidance. Well, they may be furious. They shouldn't be in the Church. Liberal Catholic media and pro-LGBT groups within the church, well, they're not Catholic. If they're liberal Catholic media, if they're LGBT or pro-LGBT, then they're not Catholic. They may call themselves Catholic, and they may be in the Catholic church, but they're not Catholic, and Bishop Abraki is. This goes on to say, New Ways Ministry asserted that Bishop Abraki's policy statement is shameful, calling it a nearly unparalleled crusade against LGBTQ people. That is in no way consistent with church teaching. Well, I, I want to defend, not, uh, Bishop Pabraki doesn't need my defense, but um, he is right and they are wrong. It's two and two is four. It's absolutely clear. Bishop Pabraki teaches church teaching and they do not. And it goes on to say his dangerous wielding of authority um, 
harms many people, not only in his diocese, but in the wider church. On the contrary, bishops who don't wield in a right way their authority are the ones that harm people in the church. Um, And New Way's ministry continues to say, while bishops are loath to criticize one another publicly for the good of the people of God, his, Bishop Abraki's Episcopal peers, must condemn his approach to LGBTQ people. No, they must applaud it. They must applaud it, New Way's ministry. And they, and they need to follow it because you can't have a better example. Dignity USA launched a petition against Bishop Pabraki's pastoral guidance, averring that the, quote, onerous new policy seeks to condemn and isolate transgender and non-binary people and their families. Everything they're saying, it's the opposite. He doesn't seek to condemn. He's seeking to morally save them. And not, and he seeks to isolate them. No, he seeks to not isolate them. The girls should be together, boys should be together with a family of God. Uh, he doesn't seek to isolate them at all. He wants them to, to be who they are and not be isolated. Um, uh, there's another uh, last note here is that Jamie Manson, a columnist for the liberal Catholic National Catholic Reporter who identifies herself as the, um, well, I don't think I even want to read this publicly, but it's immoral. She says, few Catholic bishops are as radically homophobic as Bishop Pabraki. Um, and now he has trans kids in his crosshairs. That's just, uh, so if you're, if you're, not transgender, then Bishop Pabraki is uh, uh, against you. Uh, or if you uh, if you are transgender, um, he's telling you that you're um, uh, that we we want to isolate you and all of that. It's the very very opposite. We want to bring you back home, bring you back to God's love, to God's design, and not have you go off in these really awful ways awful ways because you come back home and you'll be very happy again and then in a week or so you'll be miserable again i have heard from so many people lately that truly um are miserable because they've had operations and they they don't know where they fit anymore they want to go back to where they were and they feel doomed that they can't even go back to it so uh, a bishop like this who's warning people, who sets a consequence on them. Uh, that's why I so clearly um, 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 oh dear, I just lost my train of thought um, because I'm I'm uh, closing my eyes again. That's terrible. Um, anyway, dear bishops, dear shepherds, uh, be shepherds. We, we beg you to be shepherds. Don't okay a transgender, um, this whole gender identity. We cannot. We are the creatures. Uh, you know, if if you make a cup, if you're the potter and the cup is a clay, and you make it and you shape it and you put it in the kiln and it comes out and it's a gorgeous cup, it was made by you. Now you can maybe break it down and soften it, get some clay out of it now and make it into something else. Yeah, I guess. I'm not sure about that. 
But um, the cup can't on its own say, no, I, I would much rather be a, a gravy container or something. Cup can't do that and, and remake itself. It doesn't have the power. It doesn't have the know-how. It doesn't have any of that. So um, um, I would beg you all, learn who you are. St. Francis de Sales, who's one of our patrons, says, be yourself and be that well. And men and women, no matter your age, if you knew who you were, if you knew who God created you to be and what God created you to be, you would, you would be in heaven. You would love it. You would grow in holiness and in the knowledge of the Lord and not be worried about any um, um, any single person um, uh, trying to convince you otherwise. You are loved by God. You are made by love. You are made for heaven. And when you take on something like this, you take this on because you're unhappy, because you want to be loved. You want to be in, so to speak. But if you don't take it on, then you really can take on uh, the in thing, so to speak. Um and you'll see right away that they are um, started and fulfilled by very unhappy, angry, uh, immoral souls who um, who have lost their way. So when I watch the women's march and I see no rings in their nose and their ears and everything else, and and their angry faces and uh, it, it's such a grievous thing to me such a grievous thing and to see on the news that this boy who's already won three marathons now that they know that he came out as a girl um he's going to run in the women's marathon and he's going to beat them all because men have muscles that women don't have it's it's a tragic thing beloved i know um so okay we're going to come up on our break fairly soon and um i'm going to give you the number and the text and the um, email, the toll-free number is one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three, and um, the uh, you can text at that number as well. Um, hang on a second, um, and um, uh, let's see the email. Yes, yes, the email, dear ones, is. Um, uh, mother at the station of the cross dot com. Um, we have a call. We we may not have time to take it before the break. But Stephen in California, are you there, dear brother? Yes, I am. Hi, I'm glad you called in. You we may be interrupted by the break, but go ahead and, and give it a start. Um, I teach with uh, catechism and uh, youth program, mm-hmm. and my question. Is- uh, how is the best way to teach with compassion about uh, gender dysphoria? Because I know Good. that this came up uh, I was talking to them uh, yesterday and the week, last week as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, good, Stephen. Uh, very good question. It's, not, it's one thing to know. It's another thing to be able to uh, communicate that to children in a, in a loving way. Um, we'll be right back from the break, Stephen, and then we'll, we'll speak further and we'll take any of your calls. Toll free 1 511 
5483 or email at mother at the station of the We'll be right back. LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, love in truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the Internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. Users of iCatholic Radio are leaving inspiring reviews in the iTunes and Google Play stores. Margie says, My go-to app. I love this channel. I can listen while busy around the house or driving in the car. I love the variety of programs. Keep up the good work. Michaela from New Zealand says, I love this app. I have it on Bluetooth in my car radio and listen to it all day, every day, and am encouraged in my Catholic faith. I would recommend this to the world, whether Christian or not, because it speaks to all people to become better people. I am now a huge follower of the American Catholic way of life, because it's very similar to the way I was brought up in Fiji. The priests on the station are very straightforward, but are very understanding toward the audience at the same time. Love it, love it, love it. If you haven't reviewed iCatholic Radio yet, we'd love to hear from you. Visit our page at the iTunes or Google Play Store. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. I am here. I am awake. And uh, we have a half hour all to ourselves, so feel free to call in toll-free with anything on your heart. It does not have to be our subject, but yours. Um, toll-free 1-877-511-5483. You can text at that number as well, or email at mother at the station of the cross.com. We began uh, to talk with Stephen in California just before the break. Are you still there, dear one? Yes. Oh, I'm so glad. So you're saying you teach you teach at a Catholic school? I teach catechism uh, in the evening uh-huh. uh, to kids to they're in fifth grade. Good. Uh, and we we were talking about um, we were talking about like purgatory and uh, heaven and hell, and I was I was explaining how um, how the power of c- confession. Uh, will help to clear their souls um, mm-hmm. and how it's almost like if you were to take a shower 
and um, and you would be wiped clean after right after confession. It says if you were that's good. Um, mm-hmm. But their their question was, what if you were to um, what if somebody was to uh, um, get a the gender um, reassignment surgery? Um, what would they do? Because that is irreversible. That's right. Uh, and okay. so that was their question. That's quite something, 10-year-olds, fifth grade. You see how widespread this is? It's just awful. Um, um, you know what? I would, um, I would answer them by having them work it out, having them, helping them to think. And I would say to them, um, uh, who created us? Of course, God. I mean, if you're talking to 10-year-olds, I'd let them come to their own conclusion, you know, so it's it's a teaching. It's not just what um, St- Mr. Stevens said, you know, uh, who created you, God? Um, how many uh, um, genders did God create, you know, or you could use sex? How many, um, uh, and, and if they said, well, we're not sure, then I would get the Bible and open it up to Genesis and have someone read that and say, what do you think? Well, it says he made male and female. I'd say, well, how many are those? There's two. And uh, who is the creator? God. Um, Is there anyone else who can create a human being? Well, no, you know. So if God creates a human being, that human being is forever. And if that human being is dissatisfied with who he or she is, if they change some physical features, um, can they stop being what God has made them? In other words, I would just bring them through it because they can't because externals don't determine who we are. It's the whole body and soul together. God has created us. And so uh, there are people, babies that are born deformed, missing parts and all of that, but they're still male or female, you see. So I would take them through it. And say that if someone has uh, so-called transitioned, or they haven't, but if they've um, uh, gone ahead and um, uh, had surgery, whatever it is, uh, it cannot be reversed. But what we what we are cleansed from in the confessional is not the temporary effects of sin, which you know, if someone mutilates themselves, they remain mutilated. Um, if you break a window, you go to confession for the sin of breaking the window. But it doesn't, you're washed clean, as you said, in the shower. The shower has to do with our soul, but not with the externals. And so a shower cleans the dirt off us outside, but it doesn't clean the dirt off us inside. And so confession does that inside. But the outside remains the same. So someone breaks a window, they go to confession, they're forgiven. But the window is not magically changed or repaired. They they need to make repairation by uh, replacing the window. Well, in gender transition, if someone's had surgery, they can't reverse that. They can't do anything about that. But they're forgiven, which is the issue. They are clean before God. Now they have a mutilated body, and they're going to live with that the rest of their life because there are certain effects of sin that we just can't reverse. And they're going to need to accept that, accept a bad choice, mm-hmm. um, and they're going to live with that. And they need to trust that if they've confessed it, that they are forgiven. 
um, and that God, uh, who is perfect in his ways, works all things together for good. And so maybe that person who can't reverse uh, the, the, the outward effects um, can, um, can be a, a real help to others, just as women that have had a, an abortion can be a help to other women. Thank you very much. Um, that, uh-huh. that does help very much. Um, it does. Okay. Uh, I like some of your points there. Thank you very much. Uh, I also have another question, if that's okay. Sure, Stephen. Uh, uh, I also uh, help with a youth group uh, where we were talking about, it's along the same lines, um, but it's more with uh, just homosexuality and gender. Or mm-hmm. in the specific, more specific, uh, and the, we, I gave a talk about uh, marriage being only between man and woman, um, and that it, it that that the the act of marriage is specifically for marriage, but that doesn't, but it doesn't mean that the church hates on people with. Um, same-sex attraction or um, gender dysphoria, for that matter. They hate uh, the sin. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, right. We hate the sin, but not the person. Right. Uh, and I was trying to explain that, but a lot of them started to... Um, later on, I kind of found out from some of them that they were starting to think that um, that homosexuality was okay. Um, like, that we should just be loving and... and yeah, you've got to make it very clear to them. It is not okay. It is intrinsically disordered. It is it is evil. It is against God. Um, you could show them in the Old Testament that um, people show them about Sodom and Gomorrah. People were put to death. God put people to death for sodomy. That's how the word came to be from Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, and uh, you can show them where in Scripture that the Apostle Paul wrote that neither murderers or thieves or homosexuals or gossips or slanderers will get into the kingdom of God. You can show them those things. They may not fully understand it, but you can show them those things. It is, it is, um, it is not a physical reversal like transgenderism, but it is again a destruction of God's design for man and woman. And so it is evil, it is uh, gravely sinful, and it is, as any other distortion, very, very, um, how do I say, um, dangerous for the body, dangerous for their soul. No one can be happy until they come to understand who they are and what God has made them for. And... Um, God has made us for love, to love and to be loved. And what happens in a homosexual union is that people are trying to fulfill a very legitimate need in a very illegitimate way that will only destroy them. Um, I'm looking up the um, definition of dysphoria, um, and it is it, it, it would apply to homosexual uh, behavior in relationships. 
It says dysphoria is a profound state of unease or dissatisfaction in a psychiatric context. Dysphoria may accompany depression, anxiety, or agitation. The term is often used to refer to gender dysphoria experienced by people whose gender identity does not align with their assigned sex. Now, in this case... um, you know, a man wants to be a woman, a woman wants to be a man. But if two men get together or two women get together, um, uh, it, it's, it's very, very disordered. Um, and they're going against their bodies and what God has designed them for. So I would make it very clear that we all deserve hell and that God loves everyone. Homosexual, heterosexual, everyone. Um but he hates sin, and he died for sin, and so homosexuality is sin. It's very grave, and so do we welcome homosexual homosexual people to church? The answer is no. In my mind, I know a lot of people are going to come at me for this. Only we bring people into church, homosexual, Muslim, Jewish, uh, transgender. We bring people who are not Catholic who are not living a Catholic life, regardless of what they call themselves, if they want truth, if their heart is open to truth, not to bring them into the community. The Apostle Paul writes to the Thessalonians that we need to admonish some people in a loving way, and if they don't change, we need to put them out of the church. We need to put them out of the parish, out of the community, so they experience life without the fellowship of God in his people. We have to do the opposite. But if someone wants to turn their life to God, yes, please come to church with me and we'll go out to lunch or we'll do whatever um, and um, and we'll talk about it. Perfect. Good. <laughs> that, thank you so much for that. Um, Good. Don't be afraid to be clear. That's why people are so confused. We're afraid to offend anyone. And the fact is, in not offending people, we're offending God. And we're destroying them by not being clear. Right. Okay. Thank you so very much. You, you're uh, welcome. Please pray for uh, the youth in our area. It's in California. Uh-huh. Here. We have to play, Here, pray yes. for that whole state. It's in bad shape. Indeed. <laughs> I know. All right, Stephen, God bless you. We have Kenneth from Mexico, New York. I didn't know there was a Mexico, New York. Hi, Kenneth. Hi, Mother. Hi. Um, first of all, thank you. Bless you. I am a returning Catholic. Oh, beautiful. A- Welcome oh, home, dear brother. It- Welcome home. How long have you been away? Um, I've been away for two years, but I've had a struggle for a long time. Problem mm-hmm. being... I'm an astrophysicist. Mm-hmm. I and forget, astronomy. God doesn't know a thing about science, so forget that, right? Well, of course not, you know. And <laughs> I'm working my way back. I found a wonderful book. I don't know if you've read it, Five Proofs of the Existence of God by Dr. Fesser. And it Good. seems to be addressing the issues. Summing up Thomas having. Aquinas? Uh, yes. He's bringing mm-hmm. up Thomas Aquinas, right. the Aristotelian, yep. and so forth and so on. Good. But you've been there before. What advice do you have to keep me on this road? I miss the Eucharist 
more than anything. And throughout this whole, this whole departure that I've had from Mother Church, I have always missed. I kept on telling my wife, gosh, I just miss the Eucharist. It's the most beautiful person I've ever seen. Kenneth, the Eucharist has missed you. So what do I do to stay on the road? I'm saying my rosary every day. I'm and you went to confession. Yes. You went to confession, right? Yes, yes, Mother. And you are, um, is your wife Catholic? Yes, Mother. Oh, blessed be God forever, Kenneth. You hear that music, it's just going to be a short break. Can you hang on? And we'll talk after the break? All right, good. God bless you, Kenneth. And we'll be right back. And, beloved, it'll be our uh, last segment. We'll have a good 15 minutes or so, or maybe a little less. Um, Give a call in. That's the Jewish way to say give a call. Uh, Toll-free 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back. Love learning more about the church, but confused or disheartened by the struggles we are facing today? Follow LifeSite News Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, or sign up for LifeSite Catholic emails and stay up to date on the constant stream of news about the Catholic Church. Our church is in a time of crisis, and we as laity have a responsibility and a duty to educate ourselves and stay true to the faith. LifeSite News Catholic is dedicated to keeping the laity informed and educated. To follow us, go to Facebook or Twitter and search LifeSite News Catholic. As Mother Miriam always says, we must live as if it were true. If you're new to iCatholic Radio, welcome to the free mobile app of the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network. It's available for download to your Android and Apple mobile devices. If you have any questions about your new app, please contact us at thestationofthecross.com or 1-877-888-6279. That's thestationofthecross.com or 1-877-888-6279. Through your new app, you can listen to podcasts of shows, conference talks, and prayers. View our programming grid, call us directly, and check out our mobile website. You can even learn how you can promote iCatholic Radio in your community. Connect with us through social media and financially support the programming you love. That's all available on your iCatholic Radio mobile app. Thank you for joining our iCatholic Radio family, proclaiming the fullness of truth with clarity and charity.
Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. This is our last section. We've got, uh, oh, I let's see, 10 minutes plus. And um, you're welcome to call in with anything on your heart. Toll free 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at the station of the com. We are on the line with Kenneth from Mexico, New York, who returned to the church after being away about two years and is an astrophysicist. Are you there, Kenneth? Yes, I am. I'm so glad you're home. I'm so glad you're home. Um, is your wife a uh, strong Catholic with you? Do you go to church um, together? She's stronger than I, and uh-huh. yes, we do. We have a wonderful um, parish here, St. Anne, Mother of Mary. Wonderful priest, Father Schultz. Please pray for him. He is a hard-working soul. Oh, and, blessed um, be God. He, blessed he be God. Very good. And my RCAIA teacher, Linda Buckley, is there. And she they both have just been a godsend for us. Oh, blessed be God. Kenneth, let me ask you, um, you want to know how to keep going as a Catholic. Is that yes. it? Why? I, why do you ask that question? In other words, I'll say yeah. this. When I came into the church, well, I have a different situation, but um, why is it a struggle for you to uh, uh, be be afraid, in a sense, be concerned of your uh, continuation as a Catholic? As a scientist, especially in astronomy, in mm-hmm. astrophysics, you mm-hmm. have to cover what is called cosmology, which yes. is the beginning. And you look at the Big Bang, and as a scientist, I look at it and say, oh, it's all wonderful, it's all good. And then you get into the idea of the causeless cause. Well, who turned on the Big Bang? Right. And it's sometimes it's very hard. The voices are loud mm-hmm. against faith, mm-hmm. especially in the scientific community. Mm-hmm. So it's a noisy business I'm in, um, uh, you know, uh, astronomy. So... We ha- I, I just, there's a lot of pressure to go, well, you know, the evidence is good, mm-hmm, um, but, no but, 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 is required. Mm-hmm. And it's, it has wow. never felt right that there isn't. Good. You know, let me just tell you about my brother, Kenneth. Uh, my brother read more, he's two years older than me, and he's read more than I'll read if I live to be 500 years old. And um, he, physics and all of that he took, and astrology loved it. And he, from our Jewish background, actually became an atheist because, you know, things didn't make sense. And if this is true, then this should be true. And it wasn't and all of that. And but he lived with three questions in his life. And um, he put them on his blackboard. He was a manager at IBM. And the first question was, where does the sense of ought to come? I mean, he also came to the causeless cause and unmoved mover, that kind of thing. But his first question was... Where does the sense of ought come from? O-U-G-H-T. 
you it's internal you ought to do something so you're late for work the bus is there you have to catch it but you see an elderly man crossing the street he's dropped his wallet he doesn't know you miss the bus to go and pick his wallet up and give it back to him because you have that sense of should that you ought to do it and and my brother no one's telling you nobody'll know you know nobody'll blame you if you don't or compliment you if you do and my brother would say where does that come from and the the second question i'm not i don't know they're in the right order again is where does existence come from where does it come from again you know the everything has a um the start where did the starter come from you know what was the first move and thirdly uh david's question was where does sacrificial love come from he couldn't figure that out he understood the emotion of love but a mother who will uh, work all day take three jobs and scrub floors at night to put her children through school he said where does that kind of love where does it come from? And he could never answer those questions. And then God did a quite a miracle in his heart. And th- there was no question that God existed and was the answer to every single question he ever had. Um, he was Catholic 16 years before me. But um, I would... I, I, did you ever hear of a man named Stanley Yaki? He's a priest now. J-A-K-I. No, I have not. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Do you have children? No, I. Well, we have one daughter. I have a stepdaughter. Okay. Okay. How old is she? Uh, forty. But I have a oh, okay. too. <laughs> What's that? She. You have a granddaughter. Well, I that's great. Well, here's what I'm thinking. If you look, go on Amazon, um, if you want, and just type in Stanley Yaki J A K I. And I'm looking at his books because he was a convert. He's a scientist. And he became Catholic. And so one book is the title, The Savior of Science. Uh, another okay. another book is um, Science and Creation, From Eternal Cycles to an Oscillate, Oscillating Universe. Um, and there's also The Universe and Creed, all by him. And there's a little, there's a children's book that I've never seen, but I'm looking at it, and it's by, oh no, it's not by him at all. The title is Indescribable, A Hundred Devotions for Kids About God and Science. So um, sometimes children's books could be helpful to us. So I don't know, but um, he's a good name to look up. And off the top of my head, I I can't think of any other. But if you can... um, and maybe get a hold of a very good and holy priest. You say your priest is good and um, and very, very busy, as most priests are, and he may not have your mind or your education or your deep interests, but God can speak through a priest, you know, and and help you. My brother is an intellect, and uh, nobody, when he was looking into the Catholic Church, he was hardly looking into it. He would ask everyone a thousand questions. Nobody could keep up with David because they give him a perfect answer, but he could tear it apart. He could tear anything apart. He loves to do that. It's his food. You know, I will tell you, Mother, I think one of the worst things I ever did was read Hitchens and Dawkins. Oh, mm mm-hmm. They Mm -hmm. were so... They were atheists. And they were so darkening and depressing yeah. and mm-hmm. angry. 
you know, in the search for all the answers, mm-hmm. I went down that road and it was just convincing to to a certain point, but it was so angry. You see. And it did not address where does the moral choice to do right come from? There's, that's my brothers. That's the sense of ought. That's yep. exactly the a different way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, uh, so, like, Mother, I shan't take up all your time. You've given me some good direction. I only have one more request. Go ahead. Sir. You pray for me because I'm praying for you. Thank you well, for your program. I, I love you for that. Thank you so much for praying for me. And, and we will pray for you, um, Kenneth. We will. Um, and uh, had, do you, how are you with our Blessed Mother? Um, very good, actually. It was one of the hardest things. I used to be a Baptist preacher way back in the day. Oh, no! One of the hardest cells was Mother Mary. Yeah, of course. And now I'm, I just I say the Rosary every day. She gave too. birth to the Creator of the world, so she she's a good source to go to. Okay, God bless you, Kenneth, and God bless all of you. Um, and we will speak with you tomorrow. God bless you. <laughs> 